evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OTT, where I discuss everything related to fashion, pop culture, and really, whatever I want. <laughs> Today, I am so excited because I am joined by the industry's hardest working, most iconic couple, and personally, my favorite couple, period, Paulina Russo and Aiden Zamiri. Yay! We love it. Yes. <laughs> Paulina Russo is a knitwear designer that is taking over the world one illusion knit bodysuit at a time the Canadian born designer work is rooted in suburbia upcycling and sports culture she has left us shook since her BA St. Martin's collection in 2018 I forgot home that saw her take repurposed soccer balls and turn them into eye-catching corsets and dresses and shocking the runways with her illusion knits with their lenticular effects. And if you don't know what that means, look it up. The baddest bitches of all time were Paulina Russo, okay? Even before graduating, her sexy soccer ball corset was worn on the Miss Cranes in the Sky, the Don't Touch My Hair, Solange Knowles. And since that time, she has shown in a group show at Paris Fashion Week with Adidas for the fall winter <laughs> 2019 season and wowed us. But wow, what a moment at her MA collection at St. Martin's. And this September, she released her Adidas Originals collection, blessing the world with her artistry on a global scale. We love to see it. Aiden Zamiri. That has been like an oxygen mask, bringing new life into the industry. Zamiri, one of the British Fashion Council's new wave creatives of 2019, is the renaissance bitch of our generation. One of the names making music videos exciting, has worked with musicians from Shy Girl, FKA Twigs, and Rina Sawayama. He has been killing the campaign game with working with brands like Nike and Vivian Westwood and Louisa Ballou, to name a few. Zamiri has a unique power of portraying his subjects with such empowerment and such a sense of self the other girls could never, ever. They both stay forever booked. And how they both found time to join a young trade trade today, it means so much to me. If you could see my smile, I'm grinning from ear to ear. So I feel blessed and highly favored on this Sunday to have these two with me. Today we'll be talking about their work, their Y2K obsession, and how they stay minding their fucking business thank you guys so much for joining me today on ott wow that um, is that was the mother of all introductions thank you so much i wish that was um playing every time I, we I, walked into your room we so. need that we need that like as a voice note like as an affirmation every morning like you know i actually should do this you know what like, cameos yes, <laughs> <sweetie>. <laughs> yeah i think i should honestly make that like my business do like a little yeah, you, are, you are that bitch. You are that bitch. You are that bitch. Every morning, like an alarm. Maybe it's like an audible account you need to start where you're like reading us books, reading us, reading us mantras every morning. I think, I, so. I think 2020 needs, I just need to do voiceovers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think yes. So. I think like so. skinny Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. I'd pay, I'd be such good money. Me too. <laughs> we just like hang up this now and start that. But guys, <laughs> We are in the second lockdown. Well, you're not me because I got deported. But how are you? <laughs> how are you girls doing today? Oh, good. Um, I feel good today. Me too. Well, we're right. We're right at the end of the lockdown. I mean, we hope so. I feel like it's. I'm not. 
uh, apparently it ends on well like sort of a, it half ends on tuesday obviously it's not back to you know disneyland on tuesday <laughs> but it's, um <laughs> it's apparently, apparently we can go to the pub um it's funny you know we found ourselves before lockdown you know uh we, we were kind of reclusive and mm-hmm. now that we've been has been forced illusion, oh. I wanna I wanna go out all the time now. Oh really? I feel like I've thrived yeah. in this reclusion. <laughs> I've just it's it's an even more affirmation, like this is your life, this is your lifestyle. <laughs> you are you are we discovered this. Like Alina is very much a girl in her bedroom and you have been your whole life, right? Yes. You know? <laughs> very much. So I, girl I, on yeah. computer in bedroom. <laughs> But you're. I kind of like. I do. Yeah, I miss. I miss. Um, I miss doing. St- I like. I miss breaking up the day with a meeting. Oh. Now we. Now we fit. I, I'll fit in about a thousand meetings a day because you know it's one Zoom calls the next. Honestly, one one of the days during lockdown, I was honestly on Zoom from I think like eight in the morning till ten at night. It was. It was endless. relentless. It was relentless, <laughs> and you know it's cute because obviously I'm like in bed doing it. <laughs> And all I need is like a, you know, a professional upper half. Um, I'm screaming. It is crazy. It's crazy. I feel like the one thing is that people have, have, have found a way to make, make a very functioning professional order to, uh, to this, which is kind I don't know. I hope, I hope it goes back to human, human contact at some point. I'm yeah. I, I feel like I <laughs> am a, not the opposite, but I've, <laughs> Because I've like thrived in the situation where I can definitely turn, you know, the world on and turn the world off. Mm-hmm. Because before, you know, I was just a, a person being able to turn the camera off and turn the camera on, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then, and then uh, being able to, you know, have my own space and have my own time for myself, mm-hmm. which has been really nice. You thrive on like kind of finding your voice on your own right it's, yeah it's kind of a really personal thing minding my own business <laughs> minding your fucking business also this is just so cute because i'm watching obviously i knew you guys but just so you guys like finish their sentences as this is going on i'm like wow i feel so single but <laughs> we love we hate to see it but no but aiden you bring up a good point because i, I mean i like a bit like i like to be out for a minute get a little attention then be like miss paulina mm. you can't see me People need to understand what you said about 10 to 10. This is my PSA quickly. Just because we are all in the house does not mean you have access to people 24-7. There are still office hours. There are still commute hours. I might have to commute to my closet to get a robe and commute back. Yeah. Just because the commute is shorter, you need to take have respect for that. Because you, why are you calling me after six? We're yeah. not friends. We're not kikiing. <laughs> No, no, like be. I think that is very important. So this is my PSA to the world. Yeah, I li- I literally said this to Aiden uh-huh. yesterday. I said if it's seven p.m. on a Friday night, you will not hear from me till Monday morning. Yeah, no, it's such an important thing to remind yourself of because as it's, it's as you said, it's that access thing. Mm. A friend of mine had had made a really good point on on her Instagram amazing amazing woman called Tori West she, she's founder of Brex magazine and you know she's she's active on Instagram I remember her posting something saying that you know just because I'm active on Instagram just because you know I make a point of communicating through social media it doesn't mean that everyone has access to me all of the time and it, it really is that like people people can do that it's it, you completely lose a lot of respect for someone when you kind of expect them to be constantly there well I think yeah. people people have <laughs> um, blurred the boundaries between 
between public and private uh, time. Mm. So there, there is no such thing anymore. If you know, yeah, if you've liked something on Instagram, they know that you're on your phone. They're going to call you. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. And you know what? And to that, to that point, you're right. It's like that. The the online presence is that because I, you know, I think of yeah, like on, on social media is like the main way that. Like that, that's built my whole career. Like ha- having an Instagram, even if it's not like, you know, she's not verified. <laughs> um, Eva Chen, Eva Chen, Eva Chen, if you're listening, um, I've been on Vogue. So I know you're out there, Eva Chen. Please give my good sis a blue check. Um, the world is ending. Please support young talent. Okay, keep going. It's on a hype, right? You know, it, it's, it is, it's, it blurs. Cause I, you know, I know mm-hmm. that I need like, um, well, I want to communicate work through uh, online and I want that to be a public thing and, mm-hmm. and that's how I love to like talk about things but then obviously that that line is blurred it's not like that's my portfolio book it's also the me as a person book you know and that, mm-hmm. that's what people look at and they're like they want to see both what I make uh, and also who I am and I, I guess it goes for any like kind of young creative that's our, that's our age and and has come up in this time because it is all very blurred and, and sometimes people think it's quite it's, it's quite hard to separate who you are as a per, who you are as a person from the work and when you're looking at other people's stuff you kind of want to know who they are and i guess that wasn't really the case in the past it was it was about what people do and you don't really know a lot about them as people and i guess yeah. I don't know, how do you find that as a designer do you think a similar thing kind of happened this is why i have two different names <laughs> okay paulina russo is the brand that mm. is the online you can have a glimpse into that world but that is like a very small part of you I guess. Part of, yeah very small yeah. part of me no but it's a very small glimpse you know because i i value my personal time and my life and my mm. quality of life so being able to separate myself from the work is really important at least at the end of the day from 10 to 6 it's paulina russo and then from 6 till whatever yeah. it's alex and it's just yeah. me living my life <laughs> yeah i know do you know that's such a it's such a big point because i think that is something that becomes increasingly hard when you make creative stuff because obviously you, you put so much into it of yourself and you know that it's not the case for when you've got a kind of nine to five job because it's really easy to separate yourself from being okay that's what i do during the day and then when i go home i've got my hobbies i've got my interests but i think a lot of the time creative people find you know i i personally find i'm like uh, my whole life starts to become about my work you know when i'm watching a movie when i'm mm. go out in the street i'm like oh this is all relates mm. to my practice yeah. as a photographer or director um you never shut off you never yeah, yeah you never shut off so then it is quite hard then to separate your own self-worth from the stuff that you make so you know when you're when you're starting to share that and when it has an audience it's something you've done um you know doesn't doesn't get the yeah. you wanted it to you start equating that to like you as a person and you're like mm-hmm. oh fuck i've done this thing that nobody cares about nobody cares about me as and, <laughs> and it immediately becomes really personal and an emotional response and trying to separate that is is a really hard thing to do but also a really important thing one thing we found i guess during lockdown it was doing stuff without the idea of someone consuming it because i i personally mm-hmm. realized that like i had spent so much of my time now everything that i do almost you know every image that i make or every piece of video that i create i it's so hard for me to not think about someone watching it or someone looking at it at the end mm. you know i think about how it's consumed and how people how it's watched and and that makes up makes a whole different thing it's it's really i i kind of now find it hard to make an image or work on my practice without thinking of it um being taken by or like being thought of as being perceived by someone else yeah absolutely so, 
So we found it super therapeutic to actually start like doing things like playing video games because I realized it was the first time in so many years that I'd done something without the, the idea of someone else watching it. It was so crazy. I suddenly was like, whoa, I'm doing, I'm doing something that's just for me and something for me to just enjoy, you know? Yeah. Like, I think for both of us, I'll speak for myself. Um, <laughs> I love you guys so much. Like, this, your, your, your synergy is just so cute. Like, I mean, we're the purple hoodie. She's I know. Purple it's, it's, exactly. And it's just so <laughs> toned. It's very atom- Halloween color scheme right yeah. now. <laughs> I, I think for us, the thing that we value in our work so much is like this feeling that we're making it for ourselves. And it really mm. draws back to, you know, you know, the moment when you first realize that you want to be a creative person and you start experimenting, you start making stuff and it's not good, but it's the joy of mm. making and, and the possibility and the dream that one day that this could be something that um, that's like the energy that I always like to, mm. you know, remember and respect mm. because that's the energy that keeps mood alive. The what's the word? What, the, 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 yeah, love the, of it? the love of it yeah the joy <sighs> joy of the work when, whenever we're excited about something genuinely and we're making it for us that's that's for me like the greatest joy that's the work that i love the most totally. you know it doesn't it doesn't matter the, the, how successful it is it's about the joy that went into making it yeah. and the like feeling and the emotion that you remember when you look at the work you're like yes mm. yes i am complete yeah <laughs> i think that's it do you know what i i think it's actually quite a good practice to remember to try and think and be like okay when am i actually at my happiest experience like joy and fun and i'm having fun and it isn't when you know it isn't when i've made necessarily made something which is really cool and is and everyone's like yes gag that's that's amazing <laughs> that's actually not the time when i'm like feel necessarily satisfied or fulfilled yeah i think the times when i'm at my happiest and feeling the most excited is that uh, it's like the thrill of the find like when you discover mm. something or you yeah it's in your mind yes, you it's realize the it's the clicking it's like the idea happening and when you like re- read something or you see something mm. you're researching something or, or during your process you like find this cool thing that, like, that you could do and you're like oh well this is what it's about yeah this is and it it's, and it's a really <laughs> personal moment because I guess it's like there's no way of ever like sharing that and that's why I think it's so special because it's like you found this thing that means something to you and it's like it ignited something in your brain so it is I think it's all the one thing I always try to try to remind myself of is like the reason I like doing this isn't you know isn't for any other um thing other than like the thrill of the find and mm-hmm. the, the excitement over over discovering something I guess yeah, yeah discovering and making and find it's, it's like such a it, it sounds so cheesy but it's the journey no but it's true yourself and your work yeah. and and finding who you really are and feel mm-hmm. like I'm constantly on this like second third puberty <laughs> of like <laughs> like you know what I mean it's like I feel like such a teenager all the time because yeah. it's that mm-hmm. like same kind of feeling and we also come from like a, a i think like a generation that like grew up on a different kind of internet that exists oh yeah i could not now. be doing how no how, these major now also oh. why why do you have a phone you're 10 who, <laughs> who but what 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 are you doing olive yeah how right? like how like on was it when you like had your first experiences on the computer and you're searching things or you're Literally. on Tumblr or whatever yeah. and you know you that you think is really cool and the only person that matters that is you in that situation and the mm. fact that you think that that thing is cool and amazing and that it excites you and I love that and I always want to you know remember that feeling yeah yeah it's yeah. true as it, it it's like discovering something you think it's special to you and as it's like 
finding finding websites and finding like tumblers that you loved when you were <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and it was just a private experience and private, private. Yes. that yeah. is true but that actually is the gag because i feel like this really is the energy of like reclaiming joy mm. and for i don't know what you guys were like the day i knew i was a bad bitch was when I was like seven and I got into those like my scene games. Do you remember like yeah. the, the makeup, the hair ones, yes. the shopping sprees? If you, I always say, if you played those and you're a kid, you're a bad bitch today. Like <laughs> all of those. And like even the idea of like everything being for other people, that's, you know, I always think about like Stephen Mizell. Stephen Mizell must be so happy. Like they just mm-hmm. never showed his fucking face ever yeah i have no idea what he looks like and like what would that and like what would that life be like if you didn't have to like just do everything all the time even for me i only like i don't keep the gram on my phone anymore i don't keep anything on my phone i i I download it once a day i do my little stories you know i pose uh uh-huh you know send love to the girls then i'm out yeah but like at night because i don't it's not worth it it is super important because you know you it's it's like I feel like almost everyone that you know does like does deal with social media and does do that. It's it's mm. you, you can feel yourself going crazy. You can feel yourself crazy, crazier, crazier, especially when you're locked in the house and everyone's screen time goes up by three hundred percent. You you can feel it, and you're like, ah, I know there's a correlation between me being being on my phone and like my general yeah. happiness. Is <laughs> that it's like that? It's it's that addiction thing. Mm. Of, it's of, true, and it's good to be aware of that. And and I think you know. The idea of mind, minding your business. And minding your business. <laughs> minding <laughs> mind your damn business. Right? It's true. It, it gives you peace. It gives you such peace. Sometimes I just think, am I messy? But then I thought to myself, no. Like, because I'm just in my house. <laughs> like, it's true, though. Yeah, and you're spreading joy. You know, I try. I, I mean, I try. <laughs> I, I do my part even this has been the most beautiful introduction to a conversation on Aww. ott and just watching you guys just vibe like just <laughs> being able to like watch like the discovery channel just like their natural like bleached habitat living vibing you guys the synergy is so beautiful so i want to get to because obviously I'm going to be mind our business. So just like, you know, light tea, you know, we don't need to get, yeah. you know, this is not the shade room, but just a simple, like, <laughs> how did you two meet? Oh, so when what? So we both, I, I mean, I just, I like, love our lore. Yeah. We have such, so much lore. <laughs> <laughs> we have such a, an expanded universe. Um, so we, <laughs> we, we both went to Santa St. Martin. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I was studying graphic design, which is so, I love. <laughs> I have a first class degree in graphic design. First, first <laughs> class, first fucking class. Do you do you want to be commissioned for it? I mean, um, do I want to be commissioned for graphics? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't. We know. don't know. We don't know. So this is not the time to get any emails. Do not contact Object <laughs> Animal for graphics. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll put I'll put a logo on a photo. But okay. I want for the right that. price. For the right um, price. Yeah, for the right price. And that's um, that. Yeah, it was no, it was really, it was really fun. And then, of course, Kelly was on um, fashion design, fashion design knitwear. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we kind of, you know, we were in the same year. I had some, had a few mutuals. Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly my first kind of ever um, encounter with Paulina was there, there's that walk from St Martin's down to mm-hmm. King's Cross, and it's kind of downhill, isn't it? And then, and then it was a particularly windy day, and she was walking. <laughs> she was wearing this like huge 
billowing blue coat which was like flowing behind her and she had pink hair and we're walking behind her thinking that is the coolest girl i've ever seen in my life and so every you know every time after that once we like kind of half got introduced i found myself always just sort of trying to impress her in some way and and then but like, i didn't i didn't notice no, which is really bad but i didn't notice yeah and it, you just it, thought i was funny i just thought it was really funny and um i was i just love talking to you because you're so hilarious who doesn't love talking to you so Aww. funny and really randomly while i was in the summer i was interning at grace wells bonner yeah. and okay. simultaneously when we were doing that show Aiden was modeling. I wasn't modeling. I was. I, okay. <laughs> I okay. Modeling. I'm so sorry. Did I? Did I? Do, did I? Did I? I'm so sorry. This wasn't in your intro. That is my bad. No. <laughs> no. Um. I was. I was running around on stage for Charles Jeffrey, and it was. So I wasn't. I wasn't quite a model, but I was wearing a painted T-shirt, and I was kind of rolling around, and it was hilarious. So very, very different energies. Grace Wilde Bonner's show was um serene. Um, stunning, calm, and like <laughs> otherworldly. Charles's and 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 right in the kind of neighboring room was absolute chaos. Like people running, it was amazing. You yeah. know, people partying, having fun, running around. It was um, it was heaven and hell. That's what. <laughs> the best way. The best, best way. way. Yeah. And and then I so I I kind of run past, and at this point we had a mutual friend. Um, and and it's I said to our mutual friend, I was like, oh, I I I've got a friend that I'm gonna live with, and and they were like, oh, I've got a friend that I'm gonna live with, and we we're like, oh my god, let's let's marry it together, let's all yeah. move in together for a second year of uni. And we just decided in that moment, not yeah. knowing each other really that we're going to commit to living together yeah we met about we met about three or four times at this point i'm screaming i I ran up to her and i was like oh my god we're gonna live together and (laughs) you were in that kind of intern mode where you wanted to make sure it was all going well and you were like "Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, (laughs) very much like please please shut up like this is not the time this is read the room read the room read the room (laughs) she was like she was like please i mean i said so she was like please fuck off i don't know just like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then and then you know, a couple of weeks after that, we move in together. Moved in together, and I immediately knew this girl was um, insane. And oh yeah, we got on so well immediately. And you know, yeah, it was it for for me when once we moved together, it was like an instant obsession. I just <laughs> I I became, I was I don't know if you know what it is. I am so obsessed with him. He's so funny. I would think about like mm. I, would, I would be in a separate space, separate part of London. I'd be thinking about the funny things that we would do i mean it was it was it was it was completely platonic as well there was absolutely yeah. no chance of romance like that totally zero romance still zero chance of romance and mm. um and you know we'd even be like you know we'd be like swiping we'd both be swiping no to boys on tender like yeah. in the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like no 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 um and we were both just like oh fuck like everyone sucks like why you know even just saying why can't we just fall in love um and you know i remember one of the biggest compliments that you ever said was that you would be in situations and laugh at something you imagined i would say <laughs> well because i was just she, being, like, was you know, writing I would, for me yeah this is I, would really go on these, like, I would go on these dates and just be like oh god this is so dull <laughs> i just need to like i can't wait to go home and laugh about all of this with aiden oh we we I mean, it was really funny because we, like, yeah, we were just friends. And then I remember it was your birthday that you left London for a few days. I went back to Glasgow, yeah, yeah. for a couple of days. And then when you came back, we just really missed each other. And we 
never left each other's side meet. Yeah, we like slept in the same bed, but again, like as <laughs> as, as best, best friends. Just oh. to spend as, as much time together as possible. I mean, I'm surprised we is. didn't see it coming because it was very clear we were like falling in love, but we just didn't realize it. Mm. And we basically went to a friend of ours party um, and snobbed at a party. And then we were like, oh, fuck, we're, we're in love. love. <laughs> and it was literally overnight. There was no incubation period. There was, there was no question no, about it. No we question. just looked at each other. And there, was no, like, there was no dating. It was, it was from friends to, to love. To yeah, love and to, to committed couple. Yeah. And then now we've been cry. about five years. It's crazy. It's been fi- Wait, it's been five years. Almost five, five years. Five years it's, about it's, February. It's going to make me cry. Oh. It's really beautiful. <laughs> I, I always find that so, you know, there was never it's a question beautiful. either of our mind. Yeah. Like, we kissed, then we looked at each other and we were just like, oh, I guess this is it now. Yeah. It's forever. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was also really surprising. People thought it was performance art for a really long time. No, no one, no one believed us. Even to this day, we still have people who don't understand, like the, I guess, the, the nature, the dynamic of our relationship. But we are genuinely in love. We are a couple. <laughs> it kind of doesn't compute a lot of the time, and I get it. Like, I think it's so funny to like explain to people, you know, oh no, he's not my roommate. <laughs> he's no. actually my uh, boyfriend. <laughs> but no, it it works. I think it's also I think part of it as well is that. It it works so well because we can work together and i guess also first and foremost we are best friends mm. and and that's actually such an important relationship <laughs> to have it's, I, I i always find it interesting because like a lot of the time guys will be like oh yeah that's my girlfriend and it's a really separate thing from maybe them as people yeah and i find that such a crazy thing because we are very much like i don't know helping each other through all kind of aspects like we are intertwined <laughs> but yeah that's, that's at some point that's a story of love and that's where i think we're gonna wrap up because it's gonna be mind business so aiden my lover my angel take me back because i you i love on ott we love someone who has you know just done everything and kind of just tried everything out to get to where they are mm-hmm. right and I know probably, you know, you, girl, you've kind of had a nice little 2020. <laughs> if you were to look at, like, you know, your 13-year-old self mm. in Glasgow, how do you think you would feel about where you are right now? Wow, such a good question. It is a really crazy thing to think you actually are kind of doing what you dreamed of as a teenager. Mm. And I do think it is that. It's really, it's really crazy. I think mm. I had quite, like, um... Maybe almost like a little, as you, I mean, I loved how you described me as, um, you know, the Renaissance bitch at the beginning because yeah. I, I like to think of myself a little bit of that. <laughs> and that's uh, fine because I said it for you. <laughs> yeah, you said it for me. Thank you. Yeah. And it is, it, I did, I did, I took a kind of funding path to get to uh, what I do now, which is, you know, f- photography and directing. And, uh, you know, so I, f- I first, I first studied graphic design because, you know, when I was growing up in Glasgow, I think like my, my dad's a, a painter, like he, he, he paints and he's, he's, he's an artist and it's still, there was so, there was such a detachment from the idea of what you could do as, as an artist or what you could do in the creative industries. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was in a, I was in a kind of really suburban like part an hour outside of Glasgow mm-hmm. um, and you know, had a tiny tiny little art class of about like four four or five people yeah. and um, and so in that kind of world I just I had no idea of the scope of what you could do or even how it would be possible to start doing work which would be like taking photos or making videos there was no like and I, I couldn't compute it so I really mm-hmm. thought that if you're doing career in art or if you're doing a creative career the only options are graphic designer or painter and maybe a fashion designer. Like, those are the only things I can imagine. I was like, okay, um, if, I, if I'm going to have a job, I need to be a graphic designer then. And so that, that's kind of what I applied to do. 
gonna go to Glasgow School of Art and then I was like no I'm gonna move to I'm gonna move to London I'm gonna move yeah. to the Big Smoke went to went to St Martin's and and obviously then being there suddenly realized what what the possibilities were I was like well you can do it you can have a job doing that I had no idea <laughs> and then I whilst in uni I kind of started discovering a lot of people that were doing creative stuff and then randomly started assisting a lot of set designers mm-hmm. in London and that was like kind of first foray and first mm-hmm. movement into doing fashion working in fashion so you know I would help set designers on like kind of uh, fashion week presentations and stuff like that. and what I loved about it was was the thing of making a whole world and mm-hmm. and getting to build out stories and and you know bef- honestly while in Gla- whilst I was in Glasgow I you know I thought Abercrombie and Fitch was the the peak of designer I thought like Hollister that was a you know oh that's a heritage brand <laughs> like I, I had no idea of the concept of what fashion was and um but I think I always loved it without really realizing it and and so like being getting to come in and and do these creative jobs and understand it and understand why fashion was so cool and what and actually start to articulate why I thought it was so important why I loved it so much was really cool so you know I assisted this amazing set designer called Gary Card for a while and he and I'm seeing that as well because he'd done so many things that subconsciously I'd been obsessed with as a teenager he'd done you know he made a keytar for Lady Gaga yeah he'd done like the the kind of exoskeletons that she wore on a I think the AMA performance (laughs) (laughs) she's good and and then you know I so I started doing that and I as I did it, I found that, you know, heavy heavy lifting was not my gig. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, Climb, I can't. Climbing up ladders. Climbing up ladders and falling, and falling off. <laughs> and, and, you know, carpentry was not something I was about. But it was it was cool to at least get this idea of telling a story with physical space and, and how you could exist within fashion and help mm. build the story of fashion in that way. And I think part of the thing is that I probably I always knew I wanted to be a photographer and, and, a, and a video director I, I assumed it was outside of my grasp and I assumed it was outside of my reach I was like oh that's something you need to be trained trained to do mm-hmm. since you're like 10 years old it's like being a ballerina you know you need to know what you're doing you need to have family that knows what they're doing you need to you need to be already in it to be able to do it I also um, thought like, that you need to go to school for it because you were yeah. You were really considering um, doing an MA after your BA yeah. in film because you want to become a trained filmmaker. That's absolutely right. There is so much, and I think particularly in in filmmaking and photography, there's a lot of kind of older men that really love to gatekeep it. You know, mm. whether it's with like uh, language and jargon and technical language, uh, or or kind of I don't know, looking looking down their nose at, at people. It's I think people really like to gatekeep it, make it feel like it's a really exclusive thing that you can only do if you're you're skilled and you're trained and you've you've been doing it for ages and you've gone through the ranks of like assisting on the on the smallest on the smallest rung of the ladder and then working your working your way up. Um, and I found I, I after I just started making a few videos or and taking a few photos. The first video I ever did, a, a band a band asked oh, yeah. me. Uh, they said oh, they yeah. said, oh, I'd, I'd made a set design. I'd done some set design stuff for them, yeah. and this band asked me. They went, oh do you know that I can make a music video? And I was like, I'll do it. And and oh, then we did it. That was the first thing we ever collaborated first on. First thing we ever collaborated on. It was, was a video for our... our was that Dreamwife? Yeah, for Dreamwife. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're really good friends of ours. And we've worked with them for a really long time. And we um, shot it We shot it at CSM. Yeah. Like, we, we didn't have a studio booked or anything. And yeah. we waited outside of the... the like, yeah, the photo the, studios. Yeah. yeah to, to try and get get a space. <laughs> and we were, like, running around the school. And, you know, the whole, the whole video cost about, mm-hmm. like, maybe 100 quid to make. Um, I like painted a few blocks of wood. We gave them some tennis rackets, and you know, I look back and I'm like, "Wow, 
it definitely was uh, an, an early an early endeavor here. Um, but you know what? It was cute. And I loved it. And I remember watching it over and over and over again, mm. being like, I can't believe I made this. I can't believe I did this. Yeah. Mm. And it was such like an amazing moment because I was like, whoa, I didn't know what I was doing, but it, it like, somehow worked. We pulled it off. Um, and that was and having that trust from them and them believing that I could do it was also just as important as the actual pulling off being mm. like, oh, someone actually mm. trusts me to do this. This is, this is crazy. And so it kind of, went from there I still for a long time I still didn't get a job in um being a photographer or director yeah. after I finished after I finished my graphic design degree I went and worked at a magazine in the kind of art department and then I worked for a modeling agency for a little bit as their kind of creative mm-hmm. um and and then I, it wasn't until maybe like I think it was like September 2018 when I randomly got a job actually it wasn't so no, random yeah. it was i i'd made i'd made videos and i made work with other fashion students because I, I still would be like i'd be working a nine to five or like mm. a nine to eight as it is in fashion um and then and <laughs> nine, then, to, nine to never finish yeah nine yeah. to <laughs> nine to midnight yeah and, um i on the weekends or in the evenings i'd be trying to like you know do whatever i could for free that was like a mm. video job yeah and and so i made made a video for a friend of mine called randa kerba who's an amazing designer and she was in the same year as paulina at, at the uni and she, and we made this absolutely zero budget video for her of her final ba collection and it was fucking sick it was the first <laughs> time i ever used a green screen and it looked so cool and, <laughs> and then someone from nike saw that and they they emailed me and they were like, "Can you sign this uh, non-disclosure agreement?" <laughs> I signed it and it said, "You know, client Nike uh, director Aiden Zamiri." And I was like, "No, bitch, you've got this wrong. Like, it's, like are oh, you wow. sure it was me you wanted?" I was like, "Surely not." And they were like, "No, yeah, no, we we want you to do this. Like, we asked you to do this." And that was the first like proper job I got. I was super lucky, and it was the first like properly paid job I ever got. And and then because I got that job, at least that was like about four or five months worth of uh, what's the word salary, I guess. Oh, yeah. from, from the job I was doing, and I was like, "Well, I yeah. can just." Bitch. Well, yeah, I mean, right? I was even noticing. We were so happy. I was, so excited was like, when we looked That's incredible. Like, what? Right? And I, no, but I remember being like, they were like, how much is your fee? And I remember like asking about 15,000 people, like, how much, how much do I ask for? You know, I was going to ask for like 400 quid probably. Yeah. Um, And I, thank God I asked like a million people. I was like, what do I ask for? And I remember asking for this money and I was like, I just, there's, no I way. there's no way they're yeah. going to say yes. Or they're going to be like, sorry, we can't work with you. You ridiculous boy. It was Deal. Yeah, they were like, yeah, great, and um, it was pretty good deal for them. And then, and we did it, and I like couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And I remember the whole time in the run up being so nervous, and I'm like, oh fuck, they're gonna realize that I don't know what I'm doing. They're gonna, like, the, it's gonna, it's all gonna come out. They're gonna realize I'm a total fraud, and I can't do that. <laughs> and then I showed up on set. It was like a four day shoot. And I showed up on set and each day passed and I was like, I can't believe that I got away with that. I can't believe I didn't realize that I'm a total fraud. And then the next day passed and the next day passed. And then um, I did the edit and they watched it and they loved it. And then we did it and it was finished and it was out in the world. And I was like, I can't believe I got away with that. And then it really clicked into my head that I was like, okay, I guess, I guess this is my job. I guess I can do it. I guess this is my job. Yeah. I'm more shocked that they didn't check his ID and 
to find out that he was 12 years old. Yeah, I was 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, <laughs> it really, I think it really does take those, take those moments of kind of someone validating you and someone mm. or like something you think is bigger than you and someone saying, yeah, you can do this. You know, whether it's Dream Life saying, do you want to do this music video? Or it's um, a, a student from St. Martin's being like, I want you to shoot my collection mm. or, um, or it's something like that where it's a bigger job getting you actually pull it off those are the kind of things that really help confirm you and be like you can you can do this because um, as we were saying it is really it does feel really gatekept and it does feel yeah. exclusive and it does feel like it's not accessible for people but it, it absolutely is you know and, and the main mm. thing about directing and photography is actually just about being able to speak to people and being able mm. to communicate with people and that is the that's what I found the Yes, yeah. the best way of approaching anything ever. I don't need to know how to do everything necessarily. No. I learned it eventually. But but just, I think the great thing about Aiden is that he just <laughs> no. does it. You know, he, yeah. you know, he he puts himself in the situation because I think the biggest battle for people is, is like the thinking and the wondering mm. and the the contemplating. But Aiden just goes for it and just just does it. And mm-hmm. it, the, re- the I think the reason why it works out is because you're you're putting like faith in yourself and you're like, you know, I'm just gonna figure this out. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna get it done it's good mm. and it's always great and you know there's something there's something really like honest in that and mm. really commendable because i think a lot mm. of people are scared to do things because 100%. thought of oh um am i good enough will this be good enough no i i can't I do this yeah yeah i, I had that i was like uh you know that, that thing of i feel like, like that imposter said no way there's no way i'm gonna get away with this and and luckily, I just was like, okay, well, I better just get on with it. <laughs> um, it, it, it is that. So many, I think so many, it stops stops so many people. It stopped me from getting into photography and directing earlier on or even mm. studying it because I thought that's outside of my reach. I'll never be able to do that. And then it just it just happens. You try, um, yeah, you tried it. And so you tried it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to come back to the question, um, I think if 13-year-old Aiden like, knew that I was like, you know, directing music videos and taking photos and doing things like this um that little bitch would be gagged, He's so <laughs> gagged. and as he, as he should be but like i think there were just so many little things that he, like you mm. touched upon that are so real like oh. I think the gatekeeping is so is actually such an issue mm-hmm. and like you know what you just said about validation you never you never know what that can do for a person yeah, and especially mm-hmm. to give them like the confidence to just go out and just like do whatever the fuck they want totally mm-hmm. which you know if you're in a position to you know you know hype someone up always do it like it's oh. free it's free like totally. it really hate is, is exhausting hate is exhausting hate makes it hate makes you age poorly it's yeah. not cute you're not good skin yeah to- i mean that is such that's such a good point because even just I, I was i was working with my my good friends at vivian and west at vivian, at westwood. vivian westwood oh. we love them and i was saying to them that it was like la- last last year for the british fashion council awards mm-hmm. they um they offered to like dress me and paulina and them doing that and maybe i was like oh I was god like, i hate impose like is it okay <laughs> if we borrow some clothes and then being like yeah of course honestly meant so much and it was like oh fuck they actually think that you know something like that whether it's whether it's someone working with you or mm. someone you know saying you did did good at something actually you're right it can really change your someone's opinion of themselves and yeah. make someone feel like okay i'm where i'm supposed to be and i i belong here i love i love to see people do well you yeah. lo- you want yeah. people around you that you love doing well because yeah why why not why not have your your group around you be happy and and, yeah. and 
like in a positive space, like you, and you have to support each other. It's so important. And I think there was a time, maybe like when we were entering this world, mm. that, that wasn't a common thing or like an open conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of underlying um, competition and yeah. jealousy and, you know, it, it, it was cool to be cruel. It was cool. To it was be cool. cool. It's, yeah. It's very old school. And we're not about that. Yeah, um, it's, it's important. It's a really good thing to remind yourself of all the time. If you ever feel like jealousy creeping in, or feelings of "Oh, am I, am I where I'm supposed to be?" To just remind yourself of "I want other people to do well, and I want other absolutely. people." Absolutely, and, and it is it's amazing to watch because it's it is so easy to forget because of the way that I think you know the world is structured. You know, mm. it does feel like if other people are succeeding, you're failing, but it's not the case at all. Mm. You know, other another person's success is everyone's success, absolutely, and in your community and in your and your group of friends. You know, I feel like also going back to that point, like when when you were younger and you were looking at things that you found in, like cool it was just inspiring mm. and people lost that feeling of inspiration it's turned into to jealousy and resentment mm. and we just need to remember to you know feel inspired and to feel excited about things again mm. because it is exciting it is so cool to see people that you know are our generation of people like yeah. our friends our peers doing crazy stuff like doing mm. amazing stuff. it is so cool yeah absolutely because, because we are so lucky to be in this world yeah, I, I, you know what's so funny? A perfect example of that in, that in a modern way um, is TikTok and the Ratatouille musical. Have you yes. seen this? Okay, so there's a <laughs> no, whole trend. It's amazing. See on TikTok, there's this whole trend. Okay, I'm going to get um, my chin. I'm going to have a little chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can end this. Um, if you go hashtag Ratatouille musical, basically someone sang a song about Remy from Ratatouille, um, one of the greatest films of all time, obviously. An iconic um, film iconic film and since that someone sang a little song on tiktok every all of these teenagers have grouped together to <laughs> write and direct and you know the stage direct and do costume design do the makeup for what would be the ratatouille musical yeah. and to me it's like an example of people creating an idea together and bringing even those most hilarious <laughs> random thing ever yeah. to create conversation and be excited about things together and that it reminded me so much of things like myspace and tumblr where people mm. were just excited about investing in an idea and mm. bringing a conversation bringing a vibe and bringing a world you know whether that was emo or whether that was like a, a you know a genre of music specific style whether it was kind of like pastel golf people yes. were like were people yeah. like a conversation and create work <laughs> in a world rather than trying to be i'm the only one doing this you know people were yeah. excited to be part of a movement you know there's also this kind of new energy of people feeling like this sense of ownership over their ideas as well like there's no longer it's no longer mm. just just a creative space it's like oh no i did this you can't do that how do i no, no, yeah, you're yeah, right, you're I know, right. I know what you mean. Absolutely, girl. Absolutely, like <laughs> this, that, the rage, the rage all the time. Like, but this yeah, is but such a big space now. We're on the internet. The space has gotten so much bigger. There is overlap. People are doing. You know, people are taking photos. More than one person can take a photo. Mm-hmm. Fashion. More than one person can make fashion. So it's, it's, it's basically it's important to share the, share the joy and um and and do it together because you know it, it is about that and i think that, that's when i feel most excited when you, when i see people that we went to school with or i went to uni with or people that are in in our world somehow yeah. through like you know i've only met them on instagram um yeah. or, or you see people things that you think are amazing things that you think are cool um it's so cool to see people championing each other and pushing mm-hmm. each other forwards and you know how you are trey and having all your favorite all your yes. favorites on your podcast not, like, this is not about me this is not, anyway. <laughs> 
but I, but I think it is true. I think that like because I'm that whole era of like you know like the superstar designer, the super like the one like mm. also isn't that lonely? Like don't you want friends? <laughs> like I think that's <laughs> could be me. But I think that is true. And again, as we said, the old god is you know dying off. <laughs> if you want to be a bird, you have to fly out of the industry because it's no longer gonna fly. Anyway, Paulina. <laughs> Let's get this girl talking. So we actually first met. This is actually the really cute story. So back when I was in, you know, FJ Gang Gang at CS, CSM, um, FJ, was, fashion journalism, yeah, fashion journalism. You know, I still can't really write very well or read, but you know, I got a first. <laughs> I was shadowing you when you were doing your graduate collection, and yeah. I mean, what a beautiful time that was. I think of all the pairs, we had the most fun. Oh yeah, and it was so beautiful to watch you do everything from inception to what being backstage watching you win the l'oreal prize okay not everyone can say that they did sorry back to unity sorry unity <laughs> but an amazing an amazing moment watching the whole process was so inspiring and it has been so beautiful to watch you just continue to flourish and shine and let's talk i mean we'll get to Ani dance later because you know we're gonna put that at the plug at the end because you know you can buy that but <laughs> so watch you be able to do everything on such a global scale i mean i remember when your first rail was at selfridges and i like pulled up and it was just like oh my god legendary and to watch you be able to never compromise yourself and still be so extremely creative and a businesswoman and a bad bitch and watch all the other bad bitches at our time pull up in the paulina russo okay like it has just been a really great thing to watch and i think all three of us are both like all suburban girls but we're gonna yeah. imagine we're flewed out to markham canada when she you know is living her suburban life let's talk about how you went from that to being the paulina the booked the you can find her on essence russo <laughs> My friends call me Alex, but my, but my clients call me Paulina. <laughs> why, can you, why can you put that on a shirt? Oh my God, yes. My, yeah. You'll oh, get royalties. My clients, right? my clients call me Paulina, my friends call me Alex. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny is I am very much still that suburban girl. Yeah. Like, even though I've lived in London for... Yeah almost i guess i guess six years now and i've been doing this whole thing and doing this grind i am to my core a suburban girl i think mm. we all are i yeah. think that's why we, <laughs> we are, are the way we are as well <laughs> because we were all about this the dream of the big city because because i think so i i grew up in markham i lived there my entire life it's this very suburban town outside of toronto very canadian everyone's very friendly you mm. know everyone from the minute you're born to the minute you die um, <laughs> but i think even from like a really young age even though that environment is so safe and it's so nice for me like i just knew that there had to be more to life than just this this, you know, town. this, yeah. this mm -hmm. town this this simple life so so i always i always aspired for doing something outside of that i just didn't know what that was like, i think i was always a really creative child but um I didn't have a place to put that creativity yet because you know growing up in the suburbs you don't know anything about fashion you don't know anything about art like the most you know is like art attack like that was my my gateway into to doing art and like fashion is like again mall the mall like the, mall. the, Ulster, the gap 
that that was my those were my pillars of, mm. of fashion from that time and it wasn't until i think i was in high school i was really fortunate enough to go to to be in like an arts program and in a high school that i started to realize like oh okay like i love being creative this is where i thrive i need to be doing something creative when i grow up i need to be you know at the time i thought oh artist sculptor amazing because that's all i knew i was like oh if you're a creative person you make sculptures and they put them in museums like that's what you do <laughs> that's gonna be me yeah no but uh- it, that was like the I guess like the gateway um also like going to charity shop thrift stores that was my way to kind of begin defining my style because I was kind of sick of the mall like I wasn't a mall girl I think I think you're missing out a huge a huge factor in oh my the, God. the Paulina Rousseau experience <laughs> is the most iconic most influential and the beginning of the Russo journey. It is true. Her blogspot. Oh my god, it's it was like not even Tumblr, it was blogspot. It was fucking awesome and you need to fully go in depth about I'm not ashamed of it. But sometimes it. I you know, it's private. You can't you can't find it online. But I had I had a blog spot because I wanted to connect with people around the world. I wanted to find out more about fashion and like explore my own style. So I had this little blog spot where I would, you know, go in my backyard, set a tripod up, I would, you know, like drape like curtains on me and like, you know, go to thrift stores and buy loads of you know, random stuff, cut it up, wear it. Like dripping in pearls. Dripping in pearls. <laughs> okay, that bit. Visual camera on my lampshade on head. Um, <laughs> she gave you artisanal. Art, yes. <laughs> it was Margella. It was Margella before. before you were Margella. Margella. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, setting that timer and and you know giving giving poses yeah. like and those. Coco Rocha, another yes, Canadian. It was icon. very much like the you <laughs> know jump jump and. <laughs> Look to the camera. It was very much like America's yeah. Next Top Model. Yeah, it was a beautiful was- combination of like haute couture and also <laughs> Tumblr pics. So it was like raw times uh, the new new. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm streaming. <laughs> um, but that's actually this that blog was the first time I ever heard about Central St. Martins because someone who followed my blog that I followed as well, she was a fashion student at Central St. Martins and I was like, what is this? And then obviously when I saw that, I was like, I have to go here. I need to know what this is. Jenny Humphreys. Yes, I need to be Jenny, Jenny Humphreys. When I was 16, I said to my parents, I was like, listen, I'm when I'm 18, I'm going to go to London. I just know it. I'm going to apply for the school. I'm 16 now. Can I go to London and see what it's like all about? And I'd never left Canada before. Like, I had never left North America. And for some reason, my parents agreed. And I got on a plane by myself. And I went to London for the first time when I was 16 for three weeks in 2012 Damn. and i mean you're, i think your mom has always been super influential in you and discover and you <laughs> allowing you to discover yourself and discover your interests and be passionate about stuff because she's so supportive i mean you've met my mom she's an actual like, angel like. she is she is an angel she's a libra and that, <laughs> but that libra is unbalanced under her. she's <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's a she's, pillar she's a pillar she yeah. she's always been supportive of me and my sister being creative and just mm. finding you know our joy in life whether or not that made us money or not she was just always going you know you need to find your truth and be yourself <laughs> and she drilled that into us from a really young age so i'm really you know i'm so grateful to her and my parents for being supportive of me and like my creative journey and she even she even kind of helped you understand the idea of fashion what it could mean for you you know whether it was the shoes you wore and, and stuff like that oh yeah like she i mean she was so cute because my i mean my mom is a, was a style icon like she is a style icon. Yeah, this I, I Filipino grew, women from the eighties. Yeah, she used to call her the Filipino Madonna. Um, 
you know, in Toronto, she was that one, again, like, cutting up her curtains to make herself a dress, and she was really living huge that fantasy. Hair. Huge hair, always different color, and I, I really think that I am definitely my mother's daughter. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, owe a lot of that to her. I used to wear so much of her clothes as well. But she, yeah, she said to me from a really young age, because I, I went through, like, a growth spurt when I was... <laughs> like eight and I was so tall and that's probably when I stopped growing too and I had really big feet and everything I was really embarrassed and she was like oh my god like actually this is amazing because you know you're you have bigger feet than the rest of the girls you'll wear shoes that the other girls can't wear because I love that change the narrative that, mm. I love that I love that and that was so positive and that was so loving and supportive and it really that, that mentality grew within me you know always being oh I don't have everything like I don't have all the tools but because of the tools that I do have it makes me different it, this is what I got so mm. you know yeah she took something that you thought was an insecurity and made it this special thing about you and then that that kind of mentality <laughs> is with you yeah forever, forever. Yeah. even like through throughout my work and my practice and everything it's not a weakness to to not have it all you you have to mm. use what you've got to yeah. as as your like superpower like this is what makes me special this is what makes me me yeah you started to think i mean i remember us talking about you know you thinking like oh i i need to shop at thrift stores because um money we do not have yes <laughs> and, and then that became this thing that like yeah no one else is shopping at thrift stores i have clothes that no one else has and yeah i have a look that own. no one else has yeah. and mm. you know that that was like so i mean amazing i look back and i'm like oh that that is i'm so lucky and that i had that experience it's made me an independent and it's mm. made mind my own business it's made me happy to be in my own space and like carve my own space in my own time and also celebrate yourself and celebrate myself yeah yeah not to not feel ashamed for for you know things that you like or what you yeah yeah with yeah and also you understood like i guess what what fashion how fashion could make you feel and and it started becoming a really personal and positive experience like how how clothes can make you feel yeah and it's so it's it's so rooted in the in that suburban upbringing it's so rooted in in having those experience growing up in Mm. Marco. You know, when I was younger, I was so envious of like kids growing up in the city. I was like, oh, I wish I grew up in the city. I don't know, or like in New York, you know, they, there's so many more opportunities to do and see stuff. But now I look back and I realize, you know, I was so fortunate to be able to have been in that environment and to dream. Yeah, you have the space to dream. Yeah. 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 I just love, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry, you keep saying, I keep just being like, cause I just love just watching you guys just like... <laughs> It's like, just like, but it, oh yeah, but you did this. Oh, and it's just really cute. But it, it, but it is true though, because I think when you need to like get the fuck out, like, you know, cause you're from the suburbs, I'm from the, I'm from the suburbs. It mm-hmm. very much makes you want to be like, listen, this is cute, but it's not for me. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work hard. To work hard and get it. the fuck out. Mm-hmm. So I'd use, so you never, I've never been to London before. I don't think I always spoke the same language because it would have been a situation. <laughs> but it's how, I mean, it's such a, it, it is, I think it's such an amazing, like, character trait or, I don't know, there's, like, a certain kind of person that, like, mm. have been because we we took that chance and we came here not knowing anything. Literally. Uh, but just for the fact that we needed to get out and that we wanted to follow our dream. We took a small break. But we're back. We're back. The comeback. Don't don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're back. But we're back. 
So first of all, just look at look at all this beautiful color, this beautiful just light, everything. We love to see it. Paulina. My clients call me Paulina, but my friends call me Alex. I would love to talk about that BA collection that just was a moment in time. And because, you know, she's giving us upcycling in a fun way. Because I want to go from there to the Adidas now available around the world globally. The journey. The journey. I would love to get into that if you would like to get into that. Yeah, sure. I mean, what's amazing is that, like, you were there. I was there, but, you know, the audience wasn't. (laughs) You were were there before anything, before Mm. anything was ever a thing. Like, with the, yeah, with the BA collection um, and just creating a collection in school, it is so fun because you have this time to exactly who you are and exactly what you like. I love, I honestly loved every moment of it. Obviously, there was stress. And there was panic, I'm sure. I don't remember it now. But um I'm Aiden's nodding his head like, like I'm trigger. I remember. It was, <laughs> it was so fun. It was such a, like an affirming experience as well because I feel like I finally was able to define, you know, like who I was as a designer, what I like, what I like to do. Because just like I mean, just like Aiden, you know, I went into doing a BA not knowing how to do anything. But then just going for it and being like, oh, okay, like, I want to make this. I'm just going to try to make, you know, this top without knowing how to sew, without knowing how to knit or anything. But it was like the going for it that was so exciting and fun. And then even with my BA collection, I didn't know how to make a collection. I didn't know what I was doing, but it was going for it and exploring what I liked and exploring the world that I wanted my work to exist in. That was so affirming and fun. So, you know, with that collection... What was so great about it was it was so well received. It was like, oh my god, people accept me for me. What the Aww. heck? Like this is that was like true and honest reflection of who I was in that moment of time and who I am now. You know, to my core and like the, you know my values as, as a designer. So to have people respond to it so well was so so affirming and so exciting and very emotional. I mean, there's footage of Aiden crying when um, at that show. I remember, I girl. Crying. I buckled. When he said, when he when he said, and L'Oreal prize goes to Paulina Russo, I buckled. My knees, like, <laughs> did you did, did you Africa? Because I remember you did the film. Yeah, that for was Saint so Martin's. Special. Was your camera on your shoulder, if I remember correctly, or was You're it? Absolutely he was right. filming. You were You're filming for the. Right. That oh my god! Unusual because I was I was shaking. I had to use <laughs> crowdsourced footage of people that were in the crowd. Uh, it was yeah, it was really special to have all that entire process documented. Mm. Actually, yeah, it was because we were making a we were making a documentary at the time. Saint Martin's actually commissioned mm. it. Christie so commissioned it, and um, and wanted to kind of create you know a, a sort of record of, yeah. the, of the BA final years and and that was really nice it was all it was Paulina and it was friends and it was people that we knew and I kind of mm. got to experience it with them you know me floating around with the camera on their faces it was hilarious and it and it was really cute to see that there's so many cute moments but yeah I'm, I remember I remember I mean, it was so emotional <laughs> it was so emotional it was so random it feels so it felt so random because it was so unexpected because mm. that was never the point you know to win anything it was great something that I really loved and then from there like you know i i never signed up for this life or like signed up for these opportunities and they just came at me and i was like oh shit okay now i'm a designer okay now i need to like make a collection to be sold in selfridges and i was getting these like crazy opportunities yeah there was never a plan there was not you never had a plan no there was no plan there was no like 
this is my 10 year plan. I will become a famous fashion designer. That was never, that was never. Yeah. And so having these opportunities, having this like validation from like an industry that I felt so separate from at the time, you know, I was like, oh, I'm just a small girl who doesn't, you know, who's, who's not in fashion. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden being, you know, in, in these rooms and being on this like, these like levels and being in like a, on a shop floor with real designers. Oh shit, I guess I am real. Yeah. I'm here. So, and you know, it was everything from, from the beginning. It's always been super DIY from like the BA collection to then like figuring out how to create like a capsule collection for Selfridges. It was so much about asking friends, like getting, getting help from each other, spending really late nights. Like I remember we, sh- we shot, um, like the lookbook for it in the park next to our house for the, mm-hmm. for the Selfridges collection. It was so DIY, like everything. And it, mm-hmm. the thing is, is it, it still is from, from then all the way up to, Having and you're a, still learning a collection with Adidas. Yeah, I'm always learning and always just trying to figure it out as I go. And I'm lucky because I have you know a creative partner at my side who understands me and who understands the work and is able to like be there on the journey with you. Because I think it's so important to have whether it's someone who does fashion or not, someone who understands you as like a creative person and and can champion you and support you and bounce ideas back with you so you know this this past how long has it been i guess like two and a half years of from having the ba to to now it's been really crazy there's there's been like a lot of stress and a lot of like new experiences but it was so amazing and so fun because i had someone to share the experience with which is aiden so it's it's (laughs) nice it's been such a joy. Like it's been so cool. Honestly, what a dream. Mm-hmm. Not, like, when I, I just got in the studio, but that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. And when I moved in, like last week, I was just, just like sitting in the studio. I kind of like cried a little bit. Like I just can't believe that I'm I'm here and like I'm living this this dream. You know, it's so I think it's so important to enjoy it. I think it's really easy to get like stressed out about like, oh, what do I need to do next? Oh, well, how do I like you know create something? How do you grow? You know, how do you grow without? ever taking the time to just like sit look at what i've done and like just enjoy it and yeah, be proud for, for a long time probably i was really bad at, at stopping and, and realizing like well this is happening because you were so involved in working and, and you kind of didn't stop to think oh my god like all this stuff that's happened this is crazy yeah. and now you've got a lot you're really good at that and be like oh my god this is so badass <laughs> <laughs> i remember i remember when i first started working with adidas they had asked me to do that show in paris fashion week it was mm. like the designer show with other young designers yeah. and at that time i was you know in my first year of ma i was literally like waking up at 5 a.m taking the eurostar to paris to, to like put together a show direct all these things direct the hair and makeup we were, we were making shoes it was crazy then in the evening go back so that i can make my morning tutorial at school so it was it was a lot it was really <laughs> And then I remember too, even like the day of the show, Aiden was on the Eurostar and he had to bring my sewing machine from our flat yeah. to Paris so that I could finish one of the garments the morning of the Girl. show. Yeah. It was it was a lot. It was great. But yeah, I mean Adidas was a really cool brand for you to start working with and it helped helped you a lot to understand, I guess, making things on on a larger scale, like like those yeah. Adidas originals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I um, you know, how crazy that they gave me this opportunity someone straight out of school buying a collection with them and i'm so blessed because i learned so much from them it was so eye-opening like everything that i was doing with them was like i was basically doing it for the first time like learning how 
how to like design a, a collection that would become you know something that sold globally how to work yeah. with suppliers and production all this kind of stuff i was i learned so much so quickly then also to see like the clothes come to life and then yeah. to see the stores and then to see them being worn by people all around the world it's been so amazing and so so cool like i think i think one of the most exciting things about it is how it's made your brand and your work and you as a designer accessible to so yeah. many different people it's so cool to see how people style it themselves and make, they make it so individual and make it so like their own yeah because that's the coolest part of this opportunity was also to create yeah to create a collection that is accessible both globally and like within its price range because mm. that's not something that all young designers can do necessarily yeah. because it's expensive to make clothes especially when you're making such small quantities and you pay you pay your fair wage to to like the seamstresses who make your pieces it it's expensive you know the price ends up being like very expensive for those final products so you're then, basically making artisanal collections. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's basically artisanal. Like, I Absolutely. think people think like, oh, when you're making a collection, you know, and it's being sold on on like wherever that like you're selling like hundreds of units, but like in the no. beginning you're selling like ten units of one style, and it can be really expensive. And so working with a brand like Adidas, who have their own manufacturing and and can do like you know larger large scale productions, the price is a lot more like controllable, and it can be something that's a bit more reasonable within people's budgets. So it's so cool that that would have been affordable for me as like a teenager in the suburbs. Seeing yeah. a designer I really loved and being like, oh my god, I can like buy into this world. I'm a part of this world. So it's cool to connect with people and be a part of people's like lives in that way and feel like you know I was like touching yeah, on someone someone else yeah. like me. I'm also and, seeing seeing people look good as well. Like, oh yeah, seeing people look good. It was also it was also really funny because for me too I think I went through like a kind of period of major probably like body dysmorphia wanting to to show myself or like wear clothes and when I put the clothes on for the first time I remember like running into the room and like I was wearing the dress and I was like oh my god like I look so good and then seeing seeing people like different body types around the world like just loving the collection and like rocking it just it it gave me confidence in my own in my own like being. And, yeah. and how I express my own style. So it's been so cool. And it brings it back to you, like little baby Paulina, teenage, a teenage you, where, like who felt uncomfortable and who felt awkward in clothes. And then mm-hmm. you made this thing that, you know, you felt confident. Confident, in. like I could make my own. Yeah. yeah. So it's been, it's like such a full circle for me, this entire collection. It's been so, yeah, it's been so lovely. That's so from deep, start, like start to end, just been so, yeah. yeah. Because even, like, when you think about it, like, that's two years. Like, that two years went by so quickly. I know. And, like, even with both of you, like, I think that idea of just creating a world is both so integral. Your work, and again, but that idea of, like, being able to be, like, that, like, first designer piece that, like, someone has bought. Mm-hmm. That's so sick to be able to, like, so, like, that was you. Special. Yeah. And, like, I think also, you know, people see this this like Adidas collection like oh wow like she's made it or she's like done this mm. thing there was even I think with like Aiden's work and they see all the stuff that he's doing they're like oh wow yeah. like, he, he's you know the, he's so sick there has been it has <laughs> been such a long journey we have been hustling so hard absolutely I think what's like so like I mean we've paved our like own way in this and we've also been like supporting ourselves throughout this entire thing like financially mm-hmm. for sure we, we, we yeah, hustled I mean, really hard to to get here I, I like i have to remind myself that all the time you know you know we live in like a nice flat we are able to live. have our jobs and live off of our jobs yeah but it's not We're like that eat. just happened yeah. overnight absolutely it's so hard uh, yeah i think to i get think to this point for me like my biggest the biggest achievement i had and this is before i even started was a photographer or a director 
fact that I was able to pay my own rent after uni mm. was mm. I was able to support myself doing a creative job. I was like, okay, I've made it. Because mm. the fact that I can just survive and, and I'm able to just sustain myself, like I had to remind myself, that I don't, you know, even if I, I don't need to become the greatest photographer, greatest director in the world, if I can survive off of doing this thing that I love to do, then I have won. I feel like winners because we... You, you, went, you got, you went through the process and like you're able yeah. to do it on your own. And like at least and you have been able to do your thing and make a living and just live. Yeah, and yeah. I do think, and I think the transparency, like of a lot of what you guys have been saying, is really important. That idea of like understanding what is your rate, understanding what is your worth, mm-hmm. understanding like what is allowed to be charged. Because sometimes if you're walking into a situation and you don't know that, it's very intimidating to not be able to know what you can ask for. Yeah. To, a- to ask for something. To ask for something. Ask Fair. for anything. <laughs> it's completely hard. Completely. It's really hard. As I was saying about that, those first times when I had to say how much some, my work would cost, I was I was terrified because I would yeah. I would say that and someone would say, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. And the opportunity would go away. You know, the amount of times I would just be like, I'll just do it, please. I just need to do it, you know? And mm-hmm. um, and it is such a frightening thing to do on your own. And, and now I'm so fortunate that now I'm I'm signed and I've got, I've, I'm being represented by someone else. Who can deal with all of that for me because still to this day i i find it so hard to speak about money i sign it for ask ask for something i'll go above and beyond for someone because i because i i love doing the work and it's quite hard to then put a price on yourself mm. yeah uh, and, and it's something that you're right I, I people people should feel more open and honest about it and about having those conversations whether you are like working kind of in the peripheral creative industries and you're contributing to things like that or you are, are a designer being able to talk about money um is something i never i never did like, like my whole life i never learned how to talk about money do i then i still don't understand taxes yeah. you know there, there's so many things that i wish <laughs> somewhat like i, I you can know, help with that now right yeah. but i wish i'd be more part of the conversation because it's always been i guess oh it's all about the art and it's all about this and obviously you know you want it to be all about the art but it is it is about surviving and sustaining absolutely we agree period honestly (laughs) like the baddest bitches honestly this has been such a fun ass moment like this is the first you know you're actually the first photographer that has been on ott i didn't realize that so (laughs) You guys are the first couple. Honestly, I don't think I have any other couple friends. Wow. I think yeah. all of them bitches be single. Yeah, couples generally suck. But to be fair, yeah. I jump. Couples generally suck. To you guys are actually both just iconic people and oh. legends, okay? And this is a place for legends, you know? <laughs> kind of on a wrapping up note, because, you know, mm. all of us love nostalgia. Mm. And Miss Aiden, let's mm. just talk. Let's, first of all, I mean, I was born in 98, so, like, I dibble-dabbled with, you know, TRL. But when we talk about videos, we're going to have a little music moment, because I think let's talk about... There was a point in time when music videos... What were they? Like, you know, they went from, like, being great? From the Joseph Kahn era, the David Lachapelle, my, you know, my white father. That, the Hype Williams era, you know, when the girls gave it to you, and then it was the piracy, and then, you know, the, the budget got, like... <laughs> and then everyone, you know, we give it, we just give Beats Pill. And bare minimum. <laughs> Honestly. Oh uh, but we have gotten to a point when music videos have gotten to get super exciting again. Music has gotten very exciting again. My girl, Aiden, you have been 
doing the thing, okay? With Shy Girl, with FKA Twigs. Rena, I would love to ask you, you know, who would be on that kind of list of people that you would want to work with next? Great question. Because we love a plug. At OTT, we love a plug because you never know who listens. And then we'd be like, oh my God, he wants to work with me. Yeah, I want to work with him. You never know. It's such a great question because it's like, I, as I said, it is like, I feel like I am living my dream working with mm. amazing, talented women in music, mm. uh, particularly women who have, who are so embodied and, and, and understand themselves and are so creatively minded. I, you know, I remember when I first started working with Twigs, feeling so nervous, so intimidated mm. because she's the coolest, you know, yeah. she's the coolest of the cool and so incredibly talented and, and artistic. So intelligent. Yeah, and then found her to be one of the best people, best creative people I've ever worked with, you know, mm. in, in my career. And one, it was one of the most fulfilling experiences um, working on that video. So being able to do that and create these moments and create these videos or, or photos that that allow people to express something they want to want to do. You know, as we were saying, I've always been so inspired by musicians, particularly female musicians. Mm. As I was growing up, you know, I really don't think I was a person until I found out who Lady Gaga was. You know, I really wow. like didn't have um, an idea of like dreams or identity or what what could a meaning. Be. Mm. Yeah, well, until you well to live, well to live. Yeah, until you found yeah. these women that were able to create you know embody style performance art music and and they're all in this one package and so I've, i'll always be inspired by women like that and the fact that i'm able to join that journey and create a space where uh, people can express what they want to express and, and and give context to their writing and give context to their music and give context to the world it's so cool so yeah i mean twigs was definitely someone that i was was like i never thought i would work with and i was like oh my god we, we <laughs> like we did it <laughs> we did it this year you know i you know i love i love people like i love women like grimes mm. i mean one day yeah who do i love oh my god i feel like i, could, I know this list yeah um, you can do a list of people that i love we love lord mm-hmm. i would say that i'm really proud of like the work i got to make with with the artists I work with and, and basically just still working with people like Shy Girl, like Twigs, like mm-hmm. Rina, like, you know, so many of the, so many musicians I do work with, mm-hmm. they have such a sense of self mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to do something that is honest to them is super important to me and something that they feel, they, they feel as, as a true reflection of, of what they want to say and what they want to do. You know, I don't, I don't ever want to be the kind of director that poses myself onto someone else. Um, I want to, I want to be able to make stuff that, you know, whilst I've got a voice and whilst I've got a world that, that I like to create, I think the driving force, whether I'm taking a photo of someone or whether I'm making a video of someone is it's centered around how that person feels about themselves and how that person wants to come across. You know, mm-hmm. I, I never want to take an ugly picture of someone. I want everyone to feel like feel bad. good. You know, I want them to feel like powerful. The cool, yeah, the coolest version of themselves at every single time. I want them to feel like super powerful because that's how I that's how I'd want to be shot and that's how I'd want to come across. So I I think that's the driving force behind it of, of working with people that know themselves and uh, have a lot to say and and I can help. You know, yeah. I want I want to know that I can that I can do something that makes them feel cooler makes them feel better makes them feel powerful i think that's that's the heart of it but yeah i 
music music is it's like it can be it can be a tricky thing to do because i actually put so much weight into the music videos i do i think about them so much and i i have so much emotional attachment to them mm. so it's, it can be almost uh, almost be harder than anything else because you put so much into it for me it's such a big deal and i you invest so much in yeah, your emotion emotionally i'm so attached to uh, to do to those projects that can be really frightening you know in, in mm. case it doesn't go doesn't go right or it's it's not exactly what you know i'd imagined because you music is such a forever experience you Mm. listen back to a song that you listened to 10 years ago and it still has the same like emotional attachment that i did i mean like photography is you know can have a similar thing but it's not the same as you know i think you're i think it's the that that's the thing that's almost always at the back of my mind i imagine my work in the context of the stuff that changed my life you know Mm. right do you know what i mean i'll I'll think of a video that had a huge profound effect on me and i'm like you know i want to be able to do that and i want to that's the driving force i think behind it Mm -hmm. wanting to make something that can have a profound effect on other people and can make people be like oh wow that's the mood that's the vibe yes. you know and yeah. have that moment of earlier the thrill of the find i want to like do that and so yeah that's why i think you put so much weight behind those things because those things meant so much to, to, to you yeah, yeah to me as it was growing up you'll never forget the first time you watched bad romance yeah Your or national anthem because you guys are both raw, raw bitches right you both love <laughs> Philly. Yes. Um, Philly. And there are, there are, there's a bunch of moments like that. Even like the Kellers, I remember, uh, there's, there's like Indie Rock. I remember having yeah. some moments like that, like the Cooks, you know, even Green Day. Like I remember Boulevard mm. of Broken Dreams and being like, oh my God, this is the vibe. This is me now. And, and seeing those things. I remember, oh my God, Bedrock. But, um, with Young Money. Yeah, yeah Young, Young Money. Money. That was, like, was- moment it was a cultural reset cultural reset because i was gonna ask because i was gonna ask you guys like you know obviously you know we've lived because obviously i hate a reboot i Mm. hate that like i don't understand give it up hang it up hang it up flat screen but because you know we, we always talk about nostalgia pink friday turned 10 this year wow what i feel so old can you believe there are people i was i can't do math there are people that were born in 2005 that were two when Blackout came out. If you want to think about that. That's crazy. It's really disgusting when I, when I think about that. When we talk about like the soundtracks of our lives, what what one album got you through middle school? I'm just very curious for you two specifically. Very oh good. my God. Okay, you go. I think you know yours. Ours is, is ours no, the same? No, I think ours is vaguely different. I'm, I'm, oh my God. I'm my favorite couple of okay. all time. Mid- middle school like- middle school and high school is very different yeah i think oh i think i know no, no no you go oh, I, I was a lot more like tumblr bisexual was my vibe middle school is like when you're what like 10 well we did do middle school in Scotland. like 10 to 13 10 like to 10, 10 to 13 that, pu- that puberty era oh i was like very wholesome and in, in the early days it was very like that's when wholesome. yeah well wholesome it was very like it was very indie rock. It was, it was, it was wanting to be a boy kind of thing. It was, okay. um, you know, okay. it, was, it was like the Cooks, Paolo Nutini. It was like, it was wholesome, you know, guitar music. But then I became a person <laughs> around about 13 or 14 when I was suddenly like, ah, gay culture exists. <laughs> and, and well, do you know what? It's funny. I remember like Britney being so influential uh, and as me as a, as a baby child and mm. being like, ah, this is, Toxic is the most important video of all, of all time. time. It is, um, and I remember that very specifically. And then when I, I think it was, I must when what when Just Can't Dance came out, that was like two thousand nine, two thousand eight, 
2008. <laughs> uh, so then I think it, it probably was the fame monster bad romance that like the the shift happened, and I was suddenly like, okay, now now I know this who is why I, I exist. So it would have been like that mixed with so uh, it would have been honestly probably let's say born this way iconic uh, iconic album born yeah. to die slash ultra violence iconic album ultra violence ultra violence very very Ooh, for the depressed girls. <laughs> <laughs> that I suddenly realized I was like, oh, we can be sad. Let's do this. No. We, we can be really sad. We can we can make ourselves sadder than we already are. Uh, we're gonna be Effie from Skins. Okay, I'm and sign me up. That was that was actually changed me. And then so did Lord Pure Heroine. That was huge for me. Mm, that was I feel like those are the big three. Lily Allen. <laughs> Okay, so I I know mine. Okay, give it to me, girl. My my middle my middle school icon, and this is because I'm Canadian. Is Avril Lavigne? Okay, I remember the CEO. This is this is like you know that was the beginning of me realizing that I was an you know an alt girl. (laughs) (laughs) Different, no, but Avril Lavigne and like Evanescence and Green Day. That was like my my like oh I am I am a girl and hear me scream. Everyone sucks, and yeah. I hate everything, and I hate this. I hate this, and I don't. No, it, it was. It was that idea of like you could. Yeah, they were. It was rebellious. Wasn't it's it? rebellious. That was my first idea of rebellion. And then of, and then I will always, always remember. It's like burned in my my soul. The fame, like when the, when the trailer for the fame came out, oh and that, that when she's like essential viewing, essential viewing, when she's got that snood. She's got the disco stick. She smashes a display case to steal her disco stick. And then she's got those two French girls dancing for her. Yes. Oh, change, change. That changed everything. everything. And then I realized that, you know, I could be, I don't know, anything. I don't know. That sounds really cheesy. What, what am I going to say? <laughs> it was everything to me. It's every, it was everything to me. It was, period. <laughs> that was, that's it. That, the fame trailer, the fame, the album, that was everything to me. And I cut my fringe. And yeah. that was it. And there are there are a few. It's uh, the occasional time like, when you like you find something which um it like helps you understand that you can be your own person in some ways. You know, like Lady Gaga and Lana Del Rey and Lord kind of did that. But then also like even finding someone like Grimes, I was like, oh, because yeah. oh, you know, I, I didn't really know anyone else ever that was listening like in my school well, you know in my school growing up i didn't know anyone else listening to this so i found these things that i was like well this is just me that's found this i'm the only one that knows and and finding a few artists like that well, like I when i first found out like about like twigs honestly oh yeah i was wow. like oh this is really special and different and nobody knows and that was a big deal for me i'm trying to think of this i mean i was huge oh my god gone back to 13 14 Black, Black Eyed, Eyed Peas. Peas. Fuck me, Black Eyed Peas is big. Black Eyed Peas changed everything. Oh for my me god, as well. I remember when they were the biggest. Th- when they were the biggest thing of all that, that I'm a B era. I'm a B. I'm. Oh my god, B- you're so 2000 and late. Literally, <laughs> song to my grade eight graduation was I got a feeling. Oh my god, I can still um, imagine. And yeah. th- that was like it was a picture of all of us, and then someone had put like the graphics of the lyrics on top and then turn that contrast of that photo all the way up oh wow you and your friends so it, was, it was pop art amazing <laughs> yeah and i remember having the first feeling of me knowing something and then it becoming too popular and me resenting it because <laughs> right 
that was the first time I experienced that. Uh, Ella Funk was on repeat. Yeah. Funky Dance was on repeat. Mm. It was on my little CD player, yeah. and that CD player started skipping and like getting fucked up because I was on that repeat button nonstop. <laughs> I was mm. like, "Where is the love? Just tell me one more time, Ferry." <laughs> tell me uh, one more time. <laughs> I would like to know. I would. I would <laughs> like to find out. <laughs> my humps and um and it was and then and then i remember when i got a feeling and like that year of the black Eyed happened it was suddenly they were huge beyond huge mm. i was like no like i'd be for my special <laughs> i'm screaming you were like i will do up as mine bitch right? yes. <laughs> taboo <laughs> Honestly, speaking about icons who mind their business mm. they're tight. they get they get the royalties in peace Yes. My angels, first of all, thank you guys so much for all of this time. Oh, thank you. So, it really is so appreciated. And I want to wrap up and just ask you guys, what do you want for yourselves in 2021? Oh, that's good. Oh. Oh my God. That's a really good question. You're first. I've, oh, I've talked loads. It can be uh, spiritual, business, anything from that range of what you want to manifest for yourself. I what do I want twenty twenty one? Well, you know, twenty twenty one, I will be releasing my first ever collection. It'll be the first, you know, because so far it's been what Paulina Russo times Adidas school collections, capsule collections, but this wow. will be my first ever um, collection. Mm. So I just want okay. to enjoy the the experience that i'm gonna get to have over the next i guess like six months before the collection comes out it's gonna it's not gonna be for february it'll be for um like i guess june time Mm -hmm. um but it's you know i i keep saying fashion is like releasing music you know Mm -hmm. when it's ready it's ready when it's good it'll be good it'll be ready we're gonna release the album yeah singles (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited to yeah make this next album and just enjoy the enjoy it yeah I'll be in the recording studio. <laughs> and what about you, Aiden? Oh, very good question. This year is really the first year where I, f- I feel like I really found my voice as like, a photographer and as a director. And and I really want to make stuff which is full- fully me. And I've got, I've got to do that a bunch of times already, but I'm slowly writing things and slowly planning things that might just be you know a fully Aiden Zamiri experience that isn't necessarily um isn't necessarily a brief you know what I mean it's not a branded thing or it's not with with someone else I I think it's really exciting to make something which is you know a full fully mine I guess and a full I don't know I'm the last person that gives it the okay because that doesn't happen a lot, I think, when you're when you're working as a photographer or director. That is, yeah. which what I love about it is that it's a constant collaboration. Mm-hmm. But I think it will be cool to do something which is. You are the captain. Yeah, I'm the captain. <laughs> I'm the right? captain now, bitch. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's a really scary thing to do because I am so comfortable with like having studied graphic design. I love a problem to solve. Like I mm-hmm. love a creative brief. I love like fulfilling something, and mm-hmm. and that's and it's sometimes easier to do that because you know what the limitations are. Um, so taking something on fully yourself, it is like making a collection. Mm. It's eerie how boundless those possibilities are, but I think that's what I want to do. And then I also want to work on this collection. Yeah, I'm excited to work with Aiden this year. It's going to be a lot. I think for the, we'll be more involved in it as a duo than ever kind of before. I'm going to be a lot involved in it than than I have been in the past. I Um, mean, he he has always been there, but now you're more formal. It's some real shit. 
Yeah, exactly. Office hours. But we have, we have had the best time, Trey. Yeah, this has been so cute. Thank you, guys. Love you. We love you so I much. I love you guys so much. And you know, because again, Roddy Rich is the box. I am the plug. Where, where can you guys, where can we find you both on socials? You can find Paulina Stocked on Essence and Adidas. Oh, Adidas or, globally. Globally. All Tropical around the world. Outfits, uh, multiple Adidas original stores. Multiple Adidas stores. Wow, all over the world. Oh, oh, this is some. This isn't some homemade shit. And where can we get your socials if you want to book Aiden for a paid, high-paid job? Don't do sets. <laughs> I'm, I'm nope. past, past set design life, thing, but you can find me globally on Instagram. Globally, uh, bitch. Uh, at Aiden Zamiri, that's A I D A N Z A M I R I. Some people spell it with an E. There's no but that's e. wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> You're gonna uh, book the wrong bitch. <laughs> you can find me at Paulina underscore Russo. And that's P A O. P A O L I N A underscore R U S S O. No DMs, please. Email. No DMs. E- email only. Email only. Who do you think? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining OT today. And thank all of you girls for listening. You know, again, we're in a pandemic. So please wear a mask. Please continue to donate to causes that need to be donated to. Stop being a bird. Stay in your house. And I will see you when I see you. Because again, I release when I want to release like Sky Ferreira. Thank you. Oh.